Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, welcome back. Great to have you along. And I'm really looking forward to talking again with Louise Bajessi. Louise has been on the show before as the founder of UpTalent Consulting. So go check out episode 179. Louise has built a brilliant business and she has very kindly agreed to come back and share her story, her advice for other people who are either running consulting businesses or thinking of starting one. So before we get into it, Louise, thank you very much for joining me today. Hey, Ben. Good to see you and hear from you again. I'm looking forward to our little talk today. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. Whereabouts are you based? Asheville, North Carolina, which that's on the western part of North Carolina in the mountains. Oh, beautiful. Yep. I only heard good things. So that's great. And I want to get into UpTalent Consulting and the way you created such a great business. But can I ask, what was your sort of corporate background in the world of HR before you stepped out and created UpTalent Consulting in the first place? Thank you for asking that. My background is in a couple of different sectors. I first started out in hospitality. I worked for Compass Group here in the US. It is a global company, but I worked out of the Charlotte office and I headed up talent acquisition for Compass Group. My team placed over 10,000 people a year, and I had a team of about 50 people reporting up to me. And then I moved on and switched into the healthcare sector for almost four years and worked for Bright Spring Health Services as the vice president of HR and talent acquisition. Nice. What led you to the formation of UpTalent Consulting? Was there an itch? Was there a, an ambition? What was your thinking and what were you feeling at that point? Yeah, I like to say there was a lot of different drivers. One of the biggest drivers was coming back when I was at Bright Spring. I was working in Louisville, wanted to get back home and be back in the mountains with family. And then said, you know what? Really wanted to have the autonomy of running my own business. You know, there's a lot of positives about having your own business, being your own boss, creating your own schedule, having that flexibility. And also thinking about your dreams, where you want to go. When you work for a company, yes, you can receive a paycheck, you can receive, you know, fringe benefits that go along with that. But when you own your own business, you know, that paycheck can be endless or whatever you want to do or not do with it is really, for me, was a definite driver. And creating something from scratch and doing something that I love to do. And then also choosing the people, choosing my clients, people that I work with and creating my own work environment. So I love the idea that I can, you know, get up in the morning, start working, and then maybe go out and see the horses for a bit and then come back and do some more work. And a lot of times I work, I'm a night person. So a night owl, so I'll work into the evening, but I'm able to not have that you know, regimented schedule when you work for somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. So we run a process called the HR Business Accelerator. And because we have so many conversations and through the podcast and so on, there's things that we typically hear either current or potential future HR consultants. There are things that they don't want and there are things they do want. And you've actually flagged some of those already. So some of the things that they worry about or don't want, you know, they worry about getting no clients, no money and low paying work and 
doing more of the same old work that they used to hate in their corporate job, taking a long time to catch up to their old salary. And then there's the side of feeling lonely or stuck and isolated, trying to build a new business all the time. You've created a great business and it's only going to get bigger and better. What did you do to prevent or get around some of those potential problems? Okay. Well, I did different things. I did join here locally, our chamber of commerce and our business associations, members of three of them, and making relationships. While I love, I'm very much into time management. I love to have a virtual coffee with people. I also like to go to the local coffee shop and meet somebody else that's in business and talk to them, brainstorm, come up with ideas, or it could be a potential client meeting or networking meeting, but just to get out for a little bit. I also joined PICA, which is the Professional Independent Consultants of America. Liz Deblaze Group. Yes. Yeah, great organization. Yep. It afforded me relationships. I mean, I spoke to somebody the other day. They were asking me questions. She said, can we jump on a call and brainstorming with each other? So that's how you stay away from being that like, I'm just here in an office. How do I get clients? What do I do? It's really about putting yourself out there, but you have to put yourself out there. You can't expect people just to come to you. You need to reach out and do outreach to others as well. Absolutely. Now we've worked together and I'm curious, how did you hear about us at Get More HR Clients. What was the context that brought our planets into alignment? Well, while I was still employed and but was exiting out, I said, let me do some research. And, you know, I was just Googling independent consultants, Googling HR consultants, and I stumbled across your podcast. I'm a big walker. I like to take the dogs for a walk and early evenings I go out and this was over a year ago, I'd be walking and listening to your podcast. I probably listened to about 80% of them, yeah. but that's how I stumbled across you and got to meet people virtually from all over the world because some of them I did link in with. Brilliant. That's a great idea. So tell us about the business itself, Uptalent Consulting. So again, for people listening, episode 179, we talked about what you do and how you structure and how you help employers. But For people who haven't heard that one, what are your services? What's your service offering? And has it evolved over time? Because I know when people are starting businesses, for example, they really struggle about what am I going to offer and is this set in stone forever? So what is it with you? What are you offering? All right. Well, when I first started, right, I was thinking, I'm not going to do recruiting or talent (laughs) acquisition. Like, I'm not going to be hiring people, you know, maybe a little here and there, but I was really pretty burnt out from being in recruiting for so many years. I said, I'm going to focus on, you know, I have an HR background as well. I'm going to focus on startups and rapidly growing companies. One of my clients, you know, it was referred to me by a family member and he was a staffing company and I was able to help him like get his onboarding paperwork and stuff together and get his policies and procedures down. But it was really like, I'm going to focus in on HR handbooks, employee relations, Helping companies that don't have HR in place, don't have an HR director or generalist and do that for them and try to take that pain away from that business owner. Right. Things evolve though. And when you are a, I call a subject matter expert in talent acquisition, in recruiting, you know, I have a lot of relationships over the years say, can you recruit this position for me? 
I'm like, okay, you know, because you also have to make sure that you're keeping the lights on. You need to make yeah. sure that you have revenue coming in. And it's a little different when you're running your own company and you're making those decisions on what you want to do and what you don't want to do. And then realizing that, hey, you know what? This isn't that bad. You know, it's different than working in corporate America. And it's also affording me the opportunity to increase my revenue that I will be surpassing what I made in corporate America. I am been focused also in talent acquisition to celebrate my one year anniversary. As I go into year two, I am continuing with my HR services with my clients, but I'm also expanding more into talent acquisition. That's great. So for people listening to this, that's a really big moment because I know that most people I speak with when they're launching a business in the HR sector, that's one of their big things. They really want to beat their old corporate salary. And you've done that, which is a huge thing. So well done for that. It's a great feeling because if you think back to the corporate world, I don't know what it was like in your company, but in most companies I've seen, there's the bell curve or the comp ratios and stuff. And there's a cap on every job, every position, even the CEO, there's a cap or a ceiling on it. And sometimes you can be up, sometimes you can be down, but it's set by just formulas and things like that. Whereas what you've done is create a business that can go past that old salary. And then who knows beyond, because I know you're a planner and a thinker and a researcher, but you've also got that vision. And I know you look ahead, not just one year, but two years. And is that a fair call? Yes, absolutely. That's a fair call. I'm in the process of right now of negotiating a lease for my space. I'm in the process of bringing in my first employee. Wow. So can I just ask, why did you choose to hire your first employee? Why hire an employee at all? Because I'm very much about customer focus, client focus. And if I want to continue my company, I'm finding that I will spread myself too thin and I won't have that client focus. I always believe in you should be doing the best you possibly can and give back to your clients what they expect. And I don't want it to be diluted. So by bringing in individuals that are very knowledgeable into my organization, I will continue to meet the expectations of my clients. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Back to your point about the services and the way you've adjusted your offerings over time. People, when they're launching businesses or trying to work out what to do next, they sometimes think you can only do retainers or you can only do project work, for example, but it's not necessarily the case. And so that's why we try and work out what you are good at, what you want to do, what pays the bills, all sorts of things that combine to produce a service offering. And even then it can evolve and you can introduce new services or expand in certain ways and then either hire or outsource all sorts of different options for providing those additional services. It's a brave new world out there and it's brilliant the way you've evolved, developed the business over time. And because you've gone through so much and done it so quickly, I would love it if you'd share some of your thoughts and advice for others who are either thinking of starting a business or are in the early days. Any advice you could share with them? Yes, absolutely. Firstly, you want to, like I did, I did some research and I put down on paper what I wanted to do. I built out my business plan, but I made sure that when I was building out my business plan, I was also like initiating my business plan. I wasn't just like putting it on paper. I actually did something about it. So as I was building it out, I was also building my website. I was thinking about my brand. I was thinking about my name. I started working with you, Ben back in, I think, late November, December of last year, working on my marketing plan. I was thinking about and working on how I present myself. 
I will be going through a website refresh this year. So just thinking about, it's not that you just do something once, it's one and done. It's like, how can I continue to make it better? And I think I referenced in our last talk was good to great Jim Collins and thinking about, you know, how you continue to make things better. So I'm always looking at that. And that would be my recommendation. Develop your relationships, put yourself out there, think about your past relationships. And you might think people know what you're doing or your change because you might be mentioning it, but they might not really realize what you're doing. So it's fostering that a lot of my clients have come from previous relationships with others. That's great advice. And I love seeing those sort of memes or jokes on the internet about someone saying that this is what my mom thinks I do. My dad thinks I do this or, oh, I'm in HR. That means I just do compliance stuff. I send people to the naughty corner. Whereas you could be doing a whole range of things in your consulting business, comp and vans, diversity, inclusion, belonging, all sorts of stuff. So that's a great point you make about making people aware, sharing what you're up to so that it helps either encourage you, refer business, all sorts of stuff. And that's what I loved working with you through the HR Business Accelerator was the fact that we just built a plan. It was not rocket science. We just built a plan, get some milestones together and then work the plan. And you've done that. You've executed. So you said, yes, built out a business plan, but took action on that. And I think that's a huge element. It's just forward motion, isn't it? It's taking those steps and just keep progressing. And that's actually why you're going to keep progressing through those plans across the years. That's my view. And I think Is that right? That is absolutely correct. And I think it's like thinking outside the box and being an opportunist. You know, somebody reached out to me last night from one of my networks and said, hey, I know this great HR person. Not sure if you're looking to place somebody in HR in the area. And I said, you know what? Let me talk to her because you never know. Mm. It's not shutting down. Well, I don't have an opportunity today. It's like, there could be an opportunity tomorrow, or I could take this individual and make an opportunity out of it. So it's being very open-minded about those, you know, different opportunities. I'm doing things today that I never thought I would ever do, but it's helping me grow my business and, you know, bring things to others because it's not just about my business. It's really helping other businesses grow. Yeah. my services that I bring them. So it's helping others. Absolutely. I said earlier that through all the conversations and working with clients, we would hear what future and current consultants don't want, but also we hear the flip side of what they do want. And some of them are things like working with great clients, doing high value projects, solving problems for employers, enjoying work-life balance, becoming a trusted member of the business community, building a team, working on cool HR projects, making good money. There's a bunch of different things. I suspect you probably check all of those boxes, working with great clients. I know you do that and I know they value it. And that's why you keep getting referred and being talked about. I know you're a trusted member of the business community and you're always being asked to speak and present. And I think that's a huge thing. You're described building a team. You've gone past your old corporate salary. You're solving problems for employers and even opening offices in different continents. It's an amazing business you've built. Are you glad you did it? Very glad I did it. You know, it's when you get that note from your client saying that she's on a call with the leadership team of one of my clients and she's the CHRO. And she said, you know, you had a shout out. They were giving you kudos of how you've been helping us. 
So that makes it worth it. That's brilliant. Hey, last question. Do you have to be superwoman to do this? Hmm. Well, no, but you do work hard. You have to love it. And I always believe that you should never work a day in your life. You should always love what you do. Mm. And if you don't like something about what you do, it's in your power to change it. Mm. It's hard work. I know, yeah, it's important. You know, some of the attributes of somebody that does this, you have to have very strong relationship building skills, as well as very strong follow-up skills, attention to detail. But it doesn't take a superwoman or man to do this. But it is hard work, but it is very rewarding as well. Hard work, but you've got that balance as well. You mentioned the walks and getting out and seeing the horses. And I know you've got a great family and spend time with them and stuff. So Five children. I have seven animals. I feel like I have a farm. Yes. And they need time as well. So It seems like you're making it happen. So really, really well done. And I really appreciate you sharing your story and advice because I think people find this very, very helpful indeed. I said last question, but where can people find you if they want to refer business to you, work with you, something like that? Where can people find Uptalent Consulting? Well, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find me on my website, which is uptalentconsulting.com. And I'm always happy if somebody has any questions, want to reach out to me. There is a link on there with my schedule that I'm happy to grab a few minutes with and have a virtual coffee. Never know what may come of it. Louise, thank you very much. All the best with the new website and all that comes in the future. Thank you again. Thank you, Ben, very much. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.